Evans, how are you? How are you getting on? My name is Colm and this is the Sober Mess podcast and you're very welcome and I hope you're having a lovely gentle day. Today I'm joined by a person who I'm pretty sure spends more time in the sea than she does on land. <laughs> She's She swam across the English Channel as well as going for a sea dip in Antarctica. She's also a very proud member of the Defence Forces, being in there since she's left school. I'm pretty sure she's in the 44 more than the actual sea is. So I'm absolutely over the moon to have Dee from the Sea on the podcast. Dee, how are you? Hey, Colm, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Come here, right. First question. How many more sea dips do I need to get before I get my like my name associated with the sea, like D from the sea? I was thinking like Collie from Dolly, you know, like Dolly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it, could, it could be worse. It could be like the psycho from the Vico. <laughs> You've thought about that one. I have. I'm, I'm like, when will my legacy, my sea dipping legacy, be put out there? Like, my, when will my statue be erected up on the forty foot? Like, my little catchy catchy name like to do with the sea like yeah one of the girls was saying this before um roisin and uh she changed her name to row 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 your boat um <laughs> she said she'd been thinking for ages about how she could get it sea related and then just one day it came to her so i love yeah, it yeah. just comes to you and you throw it out there <laughs> It does, yeah. Just, <laughs> it does, yeah. I don't know. I, I went. I got so. I got a. I got like. I went for a swim. Like I went for this long distance swim a few weeks ago, and I actually ended up getting hypothermia. And uh, I, 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 I put this post. Yeah, it was mad. Like I just. I went. There, I was, it was me own father. I went. I went swimming for too long without wetsuit, without a partner. And it was idiotic on my side. But I went. Ever since I've, that happened, I put a post up on. Uh, on. Uh, Instagram about it and it went viral and now every time <laughs> I go down to the 44 or someone says like oh, you 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 that fella that got fucking uh, hypothermia <laughs> like, so, I'm a bit of a celebrity for the wrong reason you were that you were that guy to go hypothermia <laughs> no it's good though because I remember when you posted the first day and you said you'd just done 50 minutes in skins and I could you posted your Garmin track and I was like god something's gone wrong there because there's no way you meant to come out because you you swam the five boys I'd say and then you came straight in yeah, I was... um, but then I saw the video the next day and I was glad you did that because a lot of people you know a lot of people kind of forget how quickly everything can go wrong once and, you know it's only a few difference of degrees compared to the summer really if you think about it um, but you really cut the time down in the water once it goes below 10 degrees and like my temperature has been recording as like it was under five degrees yesterday at sea point and it was just over five today so like that really limits your time in the water yeah, you really have to be careful and the thing about hypothermia is you don't feel it coming on no. like I, 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 I was building up and what happened was i was i done three boys and i was feeling good and i said Heck, i'll keep going look you know what i mean and yeah. to be honest who i blame for this is david goggins you know david goggins <laughs> yeah <laughs> listen to his uh, listen to his podcast before I got in the water, and I just had his uh, his like voice in my head saying, "Stay hard, motherfucker, stay hard." As I kept going, next thing I'm pulled out of the sea, like, yeah. but uh, and and anyway, so I'm coming back around, and next thing like my brain, I just feel real disorientated, and I can't get my arms up, and I don't know what's going on, and I knew I was in trouble because I never had a feeling like this before in the sea. Yeah. And it was just something in my gut. And it was about 800 metres away from the nearest bit of land. So as yeah. you can see, you look at the garment, like you can see I just took a sudden left and just started swimming towards the coast. And as soon as I got up on the rocks, like I, I just collapsed. I was lucky I got, it was fire flight just kicked in. Yeah. And I got out. But even at that, I had like, it, was about, it took about half an hour for my brain to get back to normal. Like I couldn't string a sentence together. I couldn't, like my hand-eye coordination was all off. It was like, it was mad, like. And when you came into the rocks, were there people walking by that were able to help you or did yeah, you get yourself so, back? No, so two guys came up and and literally I got up on the rocks and I just collapsed. And they came up and helped me up and were like saying, are you okay? Do you need an ambulance? And I was like, oh, no, no, I'm grand. But what I didn't realise that when I was talking, like no words were coming out of my mouth. It was like I had like locked in syndrome. I yeah. couldn't get a sentence out. It was only after a few minutes. I was like, no, no, I'm fine. So I actually cycled down to Sea Point. So what I'd done is like, I just jumped in a taxi, got went home and just sat in the shower for like 20 minutes until my brain went back to normal. 
but yeah. it was like it was humbling like and I, but I did the next day I went down to 44 for the dip just to get my head back in because I didn't want to yeah. build up like a, a, a sort of fear so literally that was it I just went down for the dip and got out and now it's like I have a lot more respect for the city like you know have you have you ever had like any kind of misses with things like that um, no, because I've like I would my first so my first experience with ice swimming I did five hundred meters and there was loads of people around and I changed myself um I, I I got changed before the shivers kicked in I didn't get into a warm area or anything I literally just got changed um and it was in Armagh which is um an outdoor swimming pool it's got two twenty five meter lanes but I was only saying this to Claire Ryan the other day and the girls um that I think. So my next ice swimming experience was I was I was second for Claire Ryan. So I was basically going up to Armagh literally just to help her recover and to help her change and to drive her and all that. So I think because I saw so she did an ice mile that day. Mm. Very experienced. Um, she does head up breaststroke. So she's a lot longer in the water. I think that might have been the mile that she was 49 minutes in the water for. So yeah. her recovery was mental. It was actually like dealing with a drunk person and that's that's normal that's what you expect but like it really opened my eyes to it and I suppose a part of me and my personality is I don't like giving away control to anyone I like to be fully in control of myself and like it's taken me you know it was only for I was going to Antarctica I would never have done a nice kilometer only for I was going there um and if you swim a kilometer in Antarctica, you get put on a list of people and there's, there's like just over 20 people on the list. I think it is, but, um, did you get yeah. on the list? Yeah, yeah, I did it. But the well, thing is I would never have done it because I was like, there's no way I would, there's no way I want to put my body through that. There's no way I would give over control and, you know, trust that other people are going to dress me because, you know, when it's that cold and, you know, you are going to need people to help you, but like, I suppose it's, that's sort of helped me. So, yeah, I think that's the reason I'm I'm overcautious, if anything. I'm always thinking of the safety aspect. And it's it's like one of my friends say, says, we were only chatting about this yesterday. Um, Peter Conroy, he does an awful lot of water safety stuff. Um, and he's a paramedic in, in Dublin in the fire brigade. But he was we were just saying, like, it's the more knowledge you have, like the more, you know, <laughs> nearly the worse off you are, because the more you're thinking about what can go wrong and yeah. the, the less prepared you feel for situations, you know, so. Yeah, but- it's a good way to be though to know the the, the potential dangers like you know because yeah people are carefree now you know like it's sea swimming has gotten so popular and people see it everywhere and they think well if everyone's doing it it must be grand but it's you know it's like you say they don't you know you need to kind of be aware that how badly wrong things can go like you're very lucky them lads were there to help you i'm extra i was extremely lucky like and that's the thing and i it wasn't that i was like i I was disregarding safety i just didn't know like i just didn't know that would happen like yeah because like i can't was that in november that you did that or what uh, start of december start of december so like i think the temperatures had already gone they were around 10 maybe maybe just under 10 but it's you know, like if you're swimming in the summer, you know, you could do, you could swim in a summer's day and it might still only be kind of 12, 13, 14 degrees. So like, of course you might think, well, it's only a couple of degrees lower than that. Like how much worse can it be? You know, that's mad. And like when you went swimming in Antarctica, what temperature was the sea and how long were you in the water for? So for the kilometre, it was 1.6 was the average across three thermometers. And, um, I was over 20 minutes in the water. Wow. So, and, and I felt like I was swimming fast. Um, so, like, it just shows how much you slow down. Whereas, like, swimming in Clontarf there, um, you know, before everything locked down again, I did a kilometre there. Now, it was warmer. I think it was, I can't remember what degrees it was, but it wasn't an ice swim temperature. Like, it was yeah. warm. Um, I did a kilometer there and it was about 17 minutes. So it just shows like you really, wow. you know, you can feel like you're going really fast and everything's fine, but then it's actually not, you know. So that's yeah. why it's so important to have a second, like someone else with you who's counting your stroke and just watching how you're getting on. Yeah, it's so true. And what, what like counts as an ice swim? What temperature? Under five degrees. And does it, does Ireland does it ever get that cold in Ireland? Well, this this week, yeah, like yesterday in Seapoint, because there was such a heavy frost and like there was a ground frost that lasted all day yesterday, 
C point on my thermometer was 4.6 yesterday. Now that's in the shallow. So you'll probably find um, when you swim out to that first buoy in C point, it gets warmer when you get out to the buoy. And I think um, where it comes from is, you know, when the tide goes out, the sand will be affected by the frost. Like you'll have yeah. seen that there was ice and that on the path and all yesterday. So the ice is affected by the frost. So then that in turn cools the water oh, once yeah. it comes in. Inside. So like the shore is colder. So yeah. like they say that about the Dublin Bay boy, you know, the Twitter yeah. account that studs you the temperature every 15 minutes, that it's yeah. a bit warmer out in the like the, the, the deeper parts of the sea than it is along the coast, particularly at sea point because the ground yeah. is so cold. Yeah, but even um, the Dublin Bay boy is still only reading around six degrees. I think it was today, six point something. Okay. Like so it is like it's very low. Like this year is much colder than it was last year. Like yeah. last year, I don't remember the sea going below eight at all. And, you know, I would have been tracking all that because I want like if if it was this year, you know, and I was trained, you know, like last year, if, if we had the temperatures that we have this year, I'd have been delighted because I'd have done great training for Antarctica. Whereas, yeah. you know, I was going up to Glendalough trying to get colder water. And um, yeah, I went over to Wales and my friend Kat's. Um, I went over to Wales to swim with her in her pond thinking that it'd be like one degree or something and it was six degrees so I was like god I'm dying for a bit of cold water yeah <laughs> why, why is only having a laugh like I was talking to me I remember talking to me right a few months ago and being like I cannot wait until the like till the winter because I love cold water swimming because I find the colder it is in the sea the more of a buzz I get when I get out yeah. I was saying this to my mate, my mate and someone was over here that goes, are you mad in the head? How are you, like, how do you want colder water to get into? Like, sure, do you want it to be warmer? And I'm like, no, like, I love it. Like, I was down there this morning in the 44 and I got in and, like, just the buzz I get, like, obviously when the, when you start to feel your hands and feet again, uh, just the buzz you get, it's real calming and, and soothing uh, kind of buzz I get when it's it, colder it is, like, you know? Yeah. That's your, your endorphin rush, isn't it? That everything. <laughs> I love that endorphin tactics, like, you know, and you don't, um, you know, so, some people said that to me before in the summer, um, you know, they got so much out of dipping, like just getting in and dunking their head or whatever and not staying in for very long. And I always, I was like, I love going for the dips with the girls and I, because I love the chats and the coffee and the cake and all the rest of it. But I never felt that I got the same as what they got out of it because, you know, I would have been more used to doing longer swims. So I do get that doing longer swims, but like just going mm -hmm. for a dip, it's kind of like a different thing that I get. But in the winter, just going for the dip, I get that, you know, and it's like, yeah. yay, I get it too. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And that's what I was like, because when I went down, like it was like just going for a social thing and it's just, you're doing it for a sense of joy. Like there's no yeah. expectation. You're not trying to have to do the three boys in this time and back again. And, you yeah. know, it's just, a, just being a sense of joy and just really being real present and not worried about time or how long it's taken or things like that. You know, it's just being yeah. there in the moment. Like it's real nice. Like, Yeah, it is. Yeah. And like, what, what, what do you think, like, what, how, where, where did your love for the sea come? Like, where did it come from? How did it all begin? Um, I'm from Galway, so I swam in Shark in like so that was this one of the swim clubs in Galway, and the pool in Galway is right beside the sea, so you have the pram there. And is this Galway City at Salt Hill there? Yeah, Salt Hill Pram, and um, so that's where the, the Black Rock diving there, or it's it's clad, it's steadily down there. Exactly. Yeah. So. There was always, um, I suppose there was a crew of lads there ahead of me who, you know, they'd have done the prom swims and all of these kind of things. And um, like even one of the guys who I swim with now at Seapoint, um, I remember my coach who's also in Dublin now, funnily enough, we're all in Dublin. But uh, he had said about, just about sea swimming, um, about how this guy like just had a naturally really good uh, sea swimming stroke. So I suppose I was always kind of, I never felt like that it came naturally to me. And I so was a bit afraid of putting my head in the water and all that. So did you look into swimming though? You know, what I mean? like saying school kids going into like soccer, hurling, Gaelic, were you just more into swimming? Yeah. Than, like all the other sports. Yeah. And it was funny, like, cause I'm from the country where everyone would have played Gaelic and my sister mm. played Gaelic, but I was just, I just don't think I had the coordination for it. Um, yeah. I wasn't into, I just didn't see the point in it. Um, but we did do swimming lessons and then like 
we did the swimming lessons and then, you know, it was obviously suggested that maybe we would move into competitive swimming. And when we did that, my sister um, gave up after about a week or so, but she was like naturally really good. Um, so I think I remember they were trying to keep her involved and get her coach and, you know, get her to be an assistant coach in that, which was normal back then. Like you're talking God, you're talking more than 20 years ago where like it wasn't you had to be whatever age and you had to take all these boxes. But she would have. um, Yeah, so they were trying to keep her involved and then she just she drifted from it. But she was really into to GA and that. So that was her thing. And I stayed with this woman and I suppose I had a different group of friends yeah. Um. and we got a break every summer from swimming and I would like my mom is mad into walking. She does like like she walks she loves going for walks so so you 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 swim along the coast as she walks yeah. on the beach <laughs> well no I wasn't I wouldn't be swimming along the coast but she was walking the pram and she loved walking the pram and I'd be like jogging along behind her if I was walking yeah. the pram so she says now when she thinks of it like god how did she ever leave me there but she used to leave me at the diving tower and she'd go off for her walk um but all my friends would be there so it wasn't like I was just being abandoned you know and like, yeah yeah gone. so like you wouldn't, you wouldn't get away with it nowadays <laughs> but exactly like it's mad how times have changed and oh, it's really you have. So when we were kids my mum used to leave us in like leisure plex and go do the shopping for a few hours and come back like, even though she's that, gone. Like, that, was, that was I think what those things were invented for yeah, with, um yeah. You'd meet some strangers in the playground. I'll be back in an hour or two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, there's a, there used to be, like, in Galway now, if you've been down there recently, they, I don't think they went out this year because of the lockdown and all, but there's boys all the way down to Parmers. So there's a, basically a swim track marked out for a kilometre, um, well, two kilometres, a kilometre down and back. But there used to be the raft. So there was just, like, one of those little green pontoon things that was out. Well, I don't think it was even a green... I think it became a green pontoon thing. It was originally, like, an actual raft. um, And it was only about 50 metres out from the diving tower. But that was, like, you know, the big adventure to swim out to the raft and back in. And sure, we thought we were Olympians going out to it and coming back in. But, um, yeah, like, you know, and that that would have been... I would have been, like, yeah, I'm, I'm a sea swimmer. <laughs> like, and sure, I wasn't going any distance at all. But that was it. It was only really when I got into triathlon that's when I that was like 2003 or 2004 that was when I first started properly open water swimming and like I was so freaked um that first swim I did was in the river Carob and I was there again with the crowd of lads that I would have known from growing up that were um they, they were probably like a year or two ahead of me but like they were the really good swimmer lads and they had gotten into triathlon as well so I was chatting to all the lads and it was kind of like, you know, I was definitely being cocky, like, well, I'm a really good swimmer. So, you know, I'm going to smash the swim. Sure. I got in, in totally inappropriate wetsuit. Like I had a shorty, a 1.5 mil diving, like a scuba pro shorty, not designed for swimming in. And I think it must've been the first time I ever put my face in the water. And then the river power was dark and I was totally freaked, couldn't get my breath. And I think I was the last person out of the water. So that kind of quickly showed me that it's not, it's not as easy a transition yeah. from pool swimming to open water swimming. Yeah, it's, it's a different league. I think, like, for me, when I was doing a few lengths up in UCD, I found that, like, sea swimming is more, like, power and strength, whereas kind of pool swimming is more cardio. You don't get as much buoyancy. So you're, yeah. kind, of, you're kind of more doing more cardio. And, and that's the mad thing. Like, I, I, I've been dipping now for about, about two and a half years, but I found that when I started actually swimming, I only started sw- actually swimming in, in the last year, you know, just trying for this Ironman. And when I started swimming, I realised it's a completely different league. Like, I thought it was great when I got out to the first boy at, uh, at the 44. And I thought, this is great. And then I got talking to other people and they're, like, swimming in, like, two or three kilometres. I'm like, wow, like, it's, like, yeah. a completely different league. Like, Mm. but once you get over you know like you're like I think anyone you can build up this whole thing about getting out to the boy but once you get to the boy and back and then you know right I'm I can sustain myself in the water for whatever amount of time like the next progression's coming off a lot quicker you know yeah and it's it's like anything though isn't it it's about like even people I think the main thing is taking that first step, you know, yeah. just going and doing it. If it's going for a run, getting your first kilometre in, or going for a cycle, 
or just showing up and doing it. And you know, you'll always hear people about sea dipping, about leaning into that uh, discomfort. And that's essentially what you're doing when you're getting in the sea. You're getting into that yeah. coldness. You're, you're kind of succumbing to the suffering and you're sitting with it and it's okay, you know, and just to kind of still be able to get up and go even with that suffering going on. And I think that that's one thing, that's an analogy I always get from the sea that, you know, that growth and progress isn't comfortable like you know what i mean yeah. it's not always comfortable to do things like that you know and that's what i love about to see that like and i think i heard someone describe it as well about an, an inevitable part of being a human being is going through stages of suffering and pain it's normal and you know i heard someone say before as so i getting into the sea you know just go in get your suffering out of the way and then get out and then enjoy the peace like you know what i mean yeah. it's the same way in life you're going to go through stages of suffering but also go through stages of peace like you know yeah, exactly yeah yeah, it's 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 powerful, like you know, and like what, like what kind of what kept you motivated to keep going, getting in the sea all the time? Um. Well, I so in twenty twelve, I did the Galway Bay swim. So this was, you know, like it was a couple of guys. It's the same same guy as Kevin Thornton, um, and Rona Collins. So they were the first. Well, there was a third guy who I don't know, but. There were the two guys I knew who first swam across Galway Bay and Ronan, um, I would have known. What length is Galway Bay? It's 13 kilometres from Clare across to Galway. Wow. And that's the thing, like that was a massive step up for me from going on triathlon distances where maybe 4K was the most I would have swam. And then I remember I met Ronan over one Christmas and he said, I'm, you're signing up for Galway Bay this year. Because he knew, because I used to like, whenever the lads were doing it, I'd always donate and I'd always be there at the finish. And I was really into it, but I just never saw myself as being that swimmer who could do that, you know? Yeah. Um. So in 2012, I did it and it was horrendous conditions. It was like the absolute worst conditions you could imagine. And then all of that along with the doubt of, can I even do this? Because I don't even know how to train for this thing, you know? So I had done as much training as I could, but that was where I really um, got over my fear of what's underneath me in the water. Now I had dived all the way through um, before this, like when I, so when I was commissioned, I went up to Donegal in 2006 and I joined the dive club up there straight. So, it wasn't that like it, it was weird like I had no fear of diving I had no fear of what I might meet under the water when I was diving but when I was on the surface it's more like a fear of the unknown that you don't know because the visibility is bad so you can't see if something is coming towards yeah. you and you can't see what you're you know what you're swimming through whereas diving you have your mask on you're underneath and you know if the visibility is good you, you obviously see what's around you and all that but um yeah. And like, how, how did you deal with like that self-doubt and that fear when you were going, before you'd done it? Like, how did you kind of give yourself that pep talk not to kind of succumb to that type of thinking? I didn't really. Um, I didn't have, I didn't know anything about mindset back then. Um, you know, I was very much into nutrition and training. I, I knew so much about the body without thinking anything about the mind. Um, and realistically, like, the way I got through the training for that, um, it was the people doing the Galway Bay swim in 2012 was a much smaller group. So they kind of had meetups at the weekend and it was like, right, we're all going to go and do 4K today. So it was like you go in and get in the water, you do your 4K with them. Um, Joe and Mike are two guys from Galway, um, Joe Canelli and Mike Flanley. And I met them in the water one day and they kind of took me under their wing. And I subsequently ended up joining the swim club in Galway on the back of meeting them and them just being so positive. So they were kind of saying, well, these are the distances we do and they had done the bay before. So like, I remember one day I went down and I didn't think I'd be able to do a nine K swim. So I was like, well, I'm only going to do six K. So I was getting out of the water after doing my six K and they were like, Hey, you come back. What are you doing? Um, so I was like, Oh God, I better get in and do it then. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of like just, it was more just going with the flow rather than me mentally overcoming anything. Cause I absolutely didn't. And then, the day of the actual swim we had such crap conditions for all of the training swims um it wasn't really any different swimming in bad conditions on the day of the swim and yeah. then like it was army lads on the boat and you know i suppose 
it's not in your you know it didn't cross it just didn't cross my mind that i wouldn't finish it or wouldn't do it you know yeah, i just I suppose there's a sense of comfort there knowing that there's like there was guys in the boats there as well yeah and pete yeah. like one of the guys on the boat would have done all all my boat stuff afterwards and he's just really reassuring in that i could see you know like Obviously, I had my goggles on, but I could see that he was looking at me all the time, you know, and I actually felt like that. I like if I looked up, I could see him, you know, and it was like if that eye contact there, if you want it, you know. Yeah. Um, Because I, I hate when people are talking to me when I'm swimming because like you've earplugs in and you need to keep moving. So if I yeah. if I need to stop and listen to what someone is saying, I have to actually stop and listen. Um, yeah. So just to know you have eye contact with someone, it just it, it makes it makes a huge difference, a really. Huge, to it. massive difference. Yeah, and like, yeah. what advice would you give to someone now that's going to like say they have that bit of fear or self doubt? Like, um, well, it's to go with people like that, you know, because I suppose that's the way I would have ended up rolling through it was the fact that you've made the plan. It's it's just make the plan, and you know, I'm even like that now. This mornings I could decide that I'm going to go for a swim, but if I'm not meeting someone, they're the mornings that you won't bother going because you're like, oh, I'm sure there's no one waiting for me down there, you know. Yeah. So like. And we all still do that now, like everyone. Um, you know, it's very easy to cancel on yourself, but you won't cancel on other people, you know, and that's a very simple way to just keep yourself going is is yeah. to find someone to make a plan with them. And get like a get like a like minded community and that, that that's yeah. like that's one thing I love about the forty four. It's just the community that's down there, you know, the belonging. Like I got I got a calendar today, uh, down at the forty four and I was absolutely delighted. Yeah. And you know it's it's just so random. Like I remember going down there a few even a few months ago, like post lockdown, and uh, you know there'd be people with cakes and just people with tea yeah. and just everyone with big just massive smiles. And like I was talking to you before the podcast, that's one thing that I found so attractive about your you know your passion for the sea. You know just how happy you yourself and like uh, Jonathan. I don't know if anyone knows Jonathan with the big beard, Jonathan Smith, and you know just how like happy you are and just the community down there. And it's like. Just even going down there now at the moment, like people from Dunleary that are going down swimming, you know, to every all the madness that's going on in the world, and they're just so just in the moment and just a smile on their face, and they're just kind of saying, "Geez, that was nippy, wasn't it?" You know, making a joke about the dip rather yeah. than talking about all the stuff that's going on, like you know. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's a really natural, like, and I don't think you get it in other sports because, like, if you meet yeah. people out running, you inevitably start talking about whatever's on your mind and what's going on around you, whereas. If you go for a swim, you don't talk about anything else. It's like, well, what temperature is it? Is it cold? Is there a current? You know, you're asking about the actual sea as opposed to asking about anything else. And yeah. like swimmers will always say that, like, that's something I noticed that I really liked about swimming a few years ago. You could swim with someone for years. You could know them really well. And you mightn't even know what their second name is or what their job is. And really, it doesn't matter. It you know, is. It's mad. Yeah, it's like... It's it's mad when you go down there. Look, I'm just now known as the gobshed like the hypothermia, like <laughs> you know, like, but uh, no, it's it's yeah, that's what I love about it. You know, it's just the community down there and everyone with the big smiles on their face. And it's that thing you're just getting in and you're it's a little joke, like, oh, did you leave the immersion on for me? Like, yeah. you know, when you when you're getting in and out, like, and uh, you do, and it's great to see like so many people that are doing it, particularly with the lockdown. It's like, right, what's the next best thing I can do? And and even with the banter with the dry rows and the, the oat milk flat whites and stuff like that, you know, the, the jokes going around. Like, what um what advice would you give to someone to keep up the dipping during the during the like winter months to stay motivated? Like Yeah, it's just um, you know, a lot of people can get into the mind frame then of well, there's no point going, you know, if there's no point traveling ten minutes to get in for two minutes, you know, whereas yeah. you know, stay in as long as you need to as in like you know, don't feel like you need to stay in longer than what's good for you. Like, just know your own limit when you're getting out. And, you know, there's all the, the kind of safety tips then, like in that, don't be put off wearing a dry robe because there's a bit of slagging going on. It's something that'll <laughs> yeah. actually keep you warm. And yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. You know, don't, you know, it's like, you know, wear the sliders walking down because like the ground, once it gets cold, then you'll find your feet are numb before you even get into the water. And, like have something to stand on when you're changing bring a hot water bottle like I'll always have a hot water bottle and my towels wrapped around it and that means like you dry off easier because your towels are like warm and dry and then afterwards I'll always stick the hot water bottle down my jumper and keep it close to my chest like it'll keep me nice and warm then afterwards oh, I love it yeah yeah it's 
it's the little tiny things like that. Like I found even bringing two towels. So when I'm getting changed, yeah. like a, a towel to stand on, yeah, uh, make, makes a massive difference. And uh, like I try, the only and then I, I try. I have a swimming hat as well. So if I'm going in for over five minutes, um, I'll have the swimming hat on. Uh, and I think that helps as well. It does, yeah. Like it, swimming hats, you know, they might look small and flimsy. Now the silicone ones, not the cloth ones. Um, but like they really do protect your head from the wind. And if it's raining, and it stops like the misery getting to you, even though I know you're getting into the water. But what I love about wearing a swimming hat too, because I used to a couple of winters ago, I used to just get in and dip and wear a woolly hat. And a lot of people do that. But I found I just love dunking my head underneath the surface. And now I don't feel like I get the same thing from it if I don't dunk my head under the surface. So if you're wearing a woolly hat, you're not going to be able to do that. So like a swimming hat's a brilliant thing to have on. Yeah, it makes, it makes such a difference. Like, and yeah. as you said, having like if you go down with a friend or two, that's all. That's always very motivating. And it is. It's a community. You meet like you meet the amount of friends that I've met down there. Like you can just fire someone a text and say, "Are you going for a dip?" Like you know, and you're going on the fence. I will go today or not. And then yeah. someone texts you. You know what I mean? Uh, like even this month, I found myself going on a few double dips because uh, you know, I do as you go in the morning uh, yeah. for the sunrise, and then like later on, they they're like, uh, uh, did, you get a text, are uh, you going for a dip? And then you're like, I'll oh, go on, I will, uh, just to kind of help someone get motivated to get into it. Like, yeah, but even when I, I find even when I go down on your, on your own, you always meet people down there to have a chat with, like, you know, yeah, you do. Because even today, great. like, I went with other people and then I met a, uh, met a few others that I know, and then I even got a message afterwards from someone else saying, I saw you, but you didn't see me. So, like, you, you'll never, you'll never actually end up going to any of the swimming spots and end up swimming alone especially not now when it's gotten so popular you know yeah, it is. Even like it... people who are nervous about going on their own and they don't really know people um you'll find that people are very open if you said to them look i'm a bit nervous can i just get in with you and yeah. like people have often asked me that i remember i was getting in to do a three-hour swim in sea point and a guy asked if um were we going to do three boys? And I said, we were. And uh, he said, do you mind if I swim with you? And I said, not at all. Because like I wasn't in any rush. I was literally getting in to get hours done. Um, so we swam with him, you know, and we, sw- we did the three boys and then came back in and then said goodbye to him and went off back out to do a few more laps around the boys, you know. So like I, I do think people who swim in the sea tend to be kind of sound and aware of everyone has to start somewhere, you know. Yeah, and it's all it's all, and it's all acceptable just to kind of walk up. How was it? I was yeah. grand. How are you getting on? Like, you know, and then it's like a chit chat. Now, now your pals, like you know, the, yeah. Like the amount we always have, we have this joke like uh, the amount of people I see down there that have never actually met them with their clothes on, like you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know. Look, um, you are? I got that message earlier on. I was like, God, would I even know people if I met them on the street? Because I was thinking that afterwards, I was like, how many people do I walk past that I, I know from swimming that I don't actually know what they look like if they're wearing normal clothes? Like, <laughs> wearing like their cracky <laughs> bottoms and their, you know, big jackets and all that. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I seen one lad down there walking the road and he's, he's just with his wife and his mess. I was like, oh, geez, this is the first time we've seen you with your clothes on. <laughs> like, and he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh it's brilliant yeah, they were, I really I love the community down there you know and they, you get a lot of very like-minded people and a lot of people are down there for different reasons you know some people are down there to kind of for the fitness or just for the buzz or just some, some people are doing it for the mental health like you know and it's like everyone has that common thing in, in the, all that that thing in, in common that we all want to just get that buzz for out to see like that that yeah. well-being buzz and I suppose my thing is that it is I find it very therapeutic very healing mentally and physically like you know that if I go for a run after doing a bit of training and I get in the dip get a dip in after I always feel a lot better after it like I find it recover a lot faster like you know yeah. and I suppose my way of looking at it is like it's the same thing that like our ancestors would have had like 50,000 years ago. It's the same sea we're getting into, the same natural resource, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's one of the most natural things you can do. Yeah, definitely. And um, on the muscles, I suppose. I wouldn't know a whole lot now about running, but yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it must be nice on the muscles actually. <laughs> <laughs> and what uh, and how how did you with the running with the triathlon how did you cope with that I hate running like I've always hated it um but I actually found running in a triathlon much easier than running just for a run because I feel like 
you know, swimming and I, I'd be all right with cycling as well. So swimming, I'd be coming out of the water fairly well placed and cycling, I'd either hold my place or I might even, depending on the conditions, I might even jump a few places. But then running, you're just running to get home. But that's yeah. where people have passed me. But I'd find, you know, maybe there's a bit of competitiveness there that I had my place. I was trying to hold on to it. Um, but yeah, it, um, it definitely, like... I think my any of the sprint triathlons I did, I think any of my 5K times in a sprint triathlon would have been faster than if I just went for a 5K run, which doesn't make any sense, but it, it seems to be the way it is for me. And like I did, um, I did the Ironman. It was like the challenge Ironman distance when it was in Galway. And like I really had very little training for the run done but I still was fine you know I still made it through but hated every bit of it I suppose <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah um, get there yeah it's mad though isn't it? but I always like that like a, like a year I only got into proper running like a year ago like I used to do boxing play football and things like that but I never like all I knew I was just so set on my routine like be boxing bit of football and do weights and that was my yeah. only type of fitness like and then when the lockdown came, you know, and then it was like, right, I'm getting sick of fucking like bench pressing the fucking like two liters of milk in the house. For like, you know, I need, <laughs> yeah, I need to do some sort of training. So I started running and like, I remember the first time running doing like three or four K and I just winded out like it was like, oh, and I just, I mean, then my system allowed me to go again. And, and then I just got mad into it. I just got real buzz. And I started to get that same endorphin buzz that I got from like the sea or doing playing football. And uh, what I love about running as well, you're just so present in the moment, like, and it's a, it's a sense of joy when you're doing it. And I think when you get, like, when you start to enjoy it, when you start to, like, and you kind of just, when you get good at it, you start to enjoy it, like, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's not as, it's not as, as true. You are? <laughs> I think the only moment I'm present in when I'm running is, can I take another breath? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, stop. Well, I'm mad. Like, oh, I do like three or four K, and then I just feel this sense of like I'm just in this bubble, this force field, and I'm like, if I listen to a podcast, I listen to a bit of music, and uh, I can just, I just keep going now, like you know. Yeah. Uh, and I look, and I actually, that's me. Really, was like from my, from my place to two pairs to the forty, it was exactly ten K, and then yeah. I get in for a recovery there. See, I think that's my that's the problem with me is you know and it's the same with lots of sports you know and it'll be the same with swimming as well you'll measure yourself on what you could do so I god I remember there a few years ago I hadn't ran it was was it the, it was the year I did the channel so 2019 I hadn't ran all year because I was like I can only swim because I need to you know I I need to keep any weight on. I can't lose weight to running basically just to go for a run for the sake of running it doesn't fit into my program at all so I would only swim and anything else was a big waste but I had it there was a, a 10k in work and I did that and uh I was like on what planet does anyone think after a year of no running at all that they will just pop into a 10k but that's because I'm kind of like I suppose I don't have respect for a 10k I'm like well sure it's pop out a 10k easily when you don't like and I definitely yeah. don't I think yeah. I might have stress fractured my foot like um doing that just what? for the sake of being pig-headed and being like no I'll, of course I'll run the 10k like I could have walked it but no <laughs> yeah no I, I think that's brilliant like I, I think fair play to you know like if, do it and try it and look at least you said you've done it and if we fail should we fail at least we can say we've done it like and try it like jump into it yeah that's funny you know if, if I paced myself at running I might um I mightn't be so bad just yeah. to yeah, I know it's like it's like and it's like kind of like uh, as soon as you kind of you know just just keep showing up and then it gets better. Like, but I, well, yeah. I, I thought I was fit, like, and then I started running with like, Jesus, and then when I thought I was good at running, I started swimming, and I'm like, oh my god, and then I thought I was good at swimming, I started cycling, and I went up to I went to cycle up to in a scary, and I was like, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna leave my bike in a ditch and just get a taxi home, yeah. like, you know, I was in yeah. bits. <laughs> It's mad, but sure, it's all like it's just everything is so specific. What you have to have your fitness for. Yeah, it's so true, and like so, if you think of all the kind of dips and swims you've ever had, like associated with the sea, what kind of what's your nice experience that stands out in your head? Um, I've one swim that I did in Galway, so it was when I was training for something in work. So I was doing an awful lot of hill walks and 
you know, hill runs, normal runs, carrying a heavy backpack, all that kind of stuff. So I wasn't swimming then because I was saving my shoulders for this backpack that I was carrying around the place. Yeah. Um, and we did, there's a swim camp we do and work um, every year. So I was, I was running that as opposed to being on it. So I wasn't doing any swims. I was just going around on my paddleboard, kind of doing safety and, you know, organizing where the swims are going to be and all the rest of it. So, um, there was one day we were doing a swim from the diving tower in Black Rock out to Fudra. So Fudra is a, a special marker by a kilometer out from the diving tower. Okay. So that was the plan for the gang to swim that after lunch. Um, and I said it was a lovely day, and I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna get in and swim it myself because I hadn't done that swim in a long time and. Like it was just perfect conditions with flat cam, like a mirror and like the visibility in the water was unreal. Like I swam out to Fudra and I've never, like I've never seen starfish in Galway Bay and there was starfish on, there was like this wow. really thick seaweed in that. So there was starfish on the seaweed um, swimming out and it was just like, it was just uh, like, there's just a kelp forest kind of going on underneath there and yeah, there was so much and it was just, it was really nice because it was really still as well. And then like you get out to Fudra and it's just a lovely, you know, you're just that bit away from the land and it's just really nice. And it was just exactly what I needed at that time. And, you know, there's, there's other swims before that, that I were like, oh, that's the swim that got me back into swimming. But like this swim was the swim, that I suppose. I'd still say it's probably one of my favorite. It is one of my favorite. It's my favorite swim. <laughs> That's my favorite place. So I love, I love that. And when you say you got back into swimming, did you take a break from swimming for a while? Um. So after I did the Galway Bay swim in 2012, I was like, never again. That was absolutely horrendous. Um. Not a hope. And then I actually thought I was away from it for much longer. But in 2013, I went to Croatia on a swim holiday. So. That was where I kind of, you know, because it was the water was warm enough, so I wasn't wearing a wetsuit. I'd worn a wetsuit in 2012. And that's when I was like, wow, this is like, I really love this on another level. Because obviously when you're coming from triathlon and you're wearing a wetsuit, that's just the way you think everybody swims. Yeah. You don't consider swimming in skins or for any distance in skins. So that was when I was like, I really connected, I suppose, with sea swimming as I love it now with just wearing skins and not wearing not wearing a wetsuit. But then 2013 so that was I can't remember what month that was but it was either like a few months after that or it was the summer after that um I did a swim in Galway Bay and I was swimming along the pram as opposed to out to Fudra and that was another really nice swim that I did and that was the one where I was like yeah I'm I'm going to swim in skins in Ireland as well you know I remember I met someone on the way down and uh she was like oh it's beautiful in there today and I was like oh but is it real like as in you know, she was like, it doesn't feel that cold. And I was like, oh, but really, like, does it ever not feel cold? And uh, so I, I just decided to go without the wetsuit that day. And I never looked back after that. I so, love that. Yeah. And, yeah and she I, just... don't, I don't think I've had a, like a long break. I think in my head I've built up that, oh, I've had, because in 2012, I was like, never again. And then I suppose yeah. I had the whole winter into whatever month it was that I got back in, in on that holiday. Yeah, like I love that that you got back in. Like, what advice would you give to someone that's kind of like, say, they've had a like, look up. My, I went for a swim with my sister about a week ago. We went down to White Rock, and uh, she, she, we got in, and anyway, we got out, and the sand was freezing. And mm. she said to nearly have a panic attack because her feet were so like cold, and it took ages for her feet to get back warm again. And she's like, "God, that was I'm never doing that again. That was the worst thing ever." And I said, "No, it's okay. Look, it won't be like that every time. It'd be yeah. okay." Like, what advice would you give to people that? Kind of got, got a bit like got uh, just weren't comfortable with getting in the sea and I got thinking about giving up on it. Well, it is just about getting back into it, but getting back into it at the right time. Like, so you know, um, picking a day that's sunny is an obvious one, or a day when you have a nice flat, um, you know, that you have flat water as opposed to, um, you know, a real choppy day that's going to be not nice to swim in. Mm. Um, and even like that, you know, I find at White Rock, White Rock at the minute is lovely and sandy. But like if I was saying, oh, I want to get back in and I want to love it, I wouldn't be going to Kalani Beach where you then have to walk on the pebbles <laughs> that can feel like broken glass. In yeah. the so, you know, I'd go somewhere like I know Sea Point is a lot colder, but 
Um, there's lovely, like if you went sea point on mid tide, there's lovely flat sand there to walk on, and then you're walking out onto concrete or even like the Vico. So it's about picking where you're going and the conditions mm. that you're going in. So you want to go when it's nice and enjoyable and not when it's yeah. going to be a scary time or a time that'll cause hardship. And definitely like having the sun out as much as it's not going to be a summer's day, it'll, it, you know, it just has a, a psychological effect that makes you feel warm and there's a nice glow off it. Yeah. And do you think like different people have different tolerances for the cold? Absolutely. Yeah. Is there a way that like you find there's a way to build up your tolerance for the cold? Yeah, you do acclimatize. And um, I think the science behind it shows um, that you start to acclimatize after six times getting in. So even if you just tell yourself that and you know, right, placebo. scientifically, we have looked at this and we know that after six dips, it gets easier. So if you challenge yourself to do those six dips, and then you know see what the seventh one is like like you know it's probably enough and if you're doing them close enough together as well and it's definitely like it's an awful lot easier the more regularly that you get in whereas if you leave it kind of a week or two weeks between times getting in it does feel an awful lot more like hardship yeah it's a guy so i was talking to a guy down there he said he's getting in the sea for the last 20 years and i was like oh does it get any easier he goes that does after about 20 years it starts to get yeah. a bit easier yeah <laughs> Yeah, it is, but it's about the, like uh, them little comforts as well. Like, I find I'm, I'm okay with the cold, like you know what I mean. That uh, I, I get it, I enjoy it though, you know, because I'm just I get a buzz out of it, like you know. Yeah. But them, as you said, the little comforts, like the having the stand, the two towels, or the, or the swimming hat, or the you know, or even the flask of coffee when you get out, and having loads of layers, you know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the little tiny things like that make it a lot easier and having like someone to mow, going with other people to mow, to, to have that bit of motivation and it is it is very it's a very social thing at the moment that the sea swimming yeah it's great to see. Sorry. for like people who you're getting in with you know that you aren't going to be egotistical about it and not be the first one to break you know <laughs> yeah it is that thing like people I, to I, say oh i'm done now i'm gone you know I'm, yeah. fine. whenever you say that the other person's like oh gosh so oh no, that that happens to me actually the other day. My friend, the two of us got in, and we were waiting for the other guy to say, "Oh, well, that's my fail, I'm done." Yeah. And the two of us were like, "Will you hurry up and get out so I don't look like the first one to say it?" Yeah. Like you know, uh, but yeah, <laughs> it's so true. Like yeah, yeah it's, it's a great, it's a great resource to have. Like you know, it's right on our fingertips. Like and you know, and uh, and I think everyone's just, I think there was just so many things available to us that a lot of people didn't even know the sea was there you know and now that we're kind of a bit more restricted in terms of what we can do that a lot of people are like oh what's this thing here oh i, I actually like this i never even knew this was the crack like you know and uh, so many people are getting into it now and so it's one of the it, it, one of the perks of, of the lockdown like it, if i thought if there was like a lockdown starter pack i think like sea swimming or TikTok and uh home workouts, you know, and all this like stuff that stands out in my head. And yeah. uh, and the season is definitely a big one. Massively, yeah. Uh, the crowds of people that are down there now, you know, it's like so many people have gotten into it and so many people have kept it up because everybody in November was saying, oh, I can't wait now till it quietens down. And it's like, well, it's not going to quieten down. Look, at people are still here, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. And uh, yeah, it's, it's great, like, I suppose, thing to get into during the lockdown like you know what i mean uh, like it's a well-being thing it's not doing any harm you know it's, it's a very very healthy thing like you know and there's just great benefits to it as well you know and uh yeah and, and like the hope i get like i like, keep when i go down and i see a lot of the older community doing it like you know and particularly down in white rock and like the older community are obviously on this earth a lot longer than i am so they know what what the crack is what the good things to be doing because they have the most experience so i'm like yeah if they know yeah. if, it, if they're doing it it must be good like yeah definitely that's that's and my some people get to that this stage if and it's it's unreal like so it just um it shows like it's obviously a positive and it, it's probably something that encourages people to keep routine in their life you know especially people who've retired because I suppose that could be a problem when your job is gone and that's exactly the same thing that a lot of people in lockdown I suppose were facing that it's like forced retirement where you're like right how do I structure my days now and you know just having 
following the tide or yeah you know having the time that you're meeting your friends down there it's all it's all just to benefit yeah it is it's great and it's like so many benefits for like it's a, it's a de-stressor you know calms your mind you know it's great for circulation you know it hits all them endorphins and dopamine and uh, uh, yeah it's 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 a great it's a, it is it's a great tool to have and it's so free like you know yeah yeah, it is class, like, and, uh, like, if you were, um, yeah, to, like, if you were to give, like, motivation, like, you seem like such a motivated person, you know, doing the Ironman, you know, doing the Antar- Antarctica dip, you know, the, the channel, you know, even having a bad experience at the Galway Bay and then going back in and getting back into the sea, like, what's your main, like, what, what is your motivation? How do you motivate yourself to do these things? Yes, I'd already know that I'm like massively motivated. It's just I suppose I, I, I go with the flow and I um say everyone's like you need to learn how to say no, but like saying yes a lot can can be a positive as well, you know, that you take opportunities as they arise. Um you know, and I suppose that's just the way I am, whereas there's other people who might spend more time weighing everything up and making a game plan, whereas like I have a broad idea of what I would like to swim next and I when lockdown came in and kind of plans had to change you know where someone else might have had a meltdown because it wasn't going according to the plan and they'd trained x amount of years for that plan you know? so um yeah I suppose just been a bit more open and going with the flow rather than kind of doubting yourself for yourself you know second guessing yourself and that yeah um, you know, it can lead to very good opportunities. Um, and it just, you know, sometimes we don't always know what's best for ourselves and you do just have to leave it a little bit to chance, I suppose. Yeah, that's powerful, isn't it? And um, yeah, that's true. And like to say, like, I suppose now is a full sentence, but then at the same time, they always say, say yes to things and have an open mind and, and try everything at least once. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and it's about trying to strike the balance because, like, definitely, I do need to learn how to say no, um, and I do take on an awful lot, and I leave myself burning the candle at both ends. But you know, that's a slow process for me to get there. But um, I'm, I'm definitely a lot happier for the opportunities I've had just because I've been saying yes things you know so kind of I suppose whatever works for you and um take the positives out of anything that yeah. you, you know because even when things go wrong there's positives to be seen from them as well whereas you know a lot of people can just get caught up on the the negative and get really hung up or in a in a shack things you just learned everything and if you want to you know you're in a better headspace I think for things yeah that's so true okay d it's been absolutely powerful talking to you yeah really, you too i've really really enjoyed it and uh yeah we, we just keep just keep swimming as they say find a neighbor just keep yeah. swimming just keep <laughs> swimming and hopefully uh, i'll get it i'll get a i'll get a name assigned to me soon i think i have another few dips to do and then psycho from the vico the psycho from the vico what a name <laughs> Fits me well. You said that out loud now. I know. I have to live. That's my new name now. It's going on the gravestone. Oh, man. Oh, beautiful. Right, D. Happy New Year to you. And uh, I'll definitely see you down there soon for the dip. You too. Thanks a million for having me on. Yeah, D. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.